Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career. And you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's meatball, my Rons? This is Behind the Bastards, a podcast about the worst people in all of history. And this week... We are talking about Ronnie the Big D DeSantis, Meatball Ron, Ron DeSanctimonious, Lockdown Ron, I think is the other thing that Trump calls we all him. Have, anyway, we all have horrified faces right now. <laughs> I know, I know. You, you all have, have beautiful faces. And let me introduce those beautiful faces right now, because no one else could be the guests on our Ronathan sanctimonious D episodes, uh, but Cody Johnston and Katie Stoll. That's right, we are the faces here. Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, for me. Is that (laughs) That, your wrong? That was was amazing. I think it's Ted Cruz doing wrong. Yeah, (laughs) this is like a frozen animatronic. If you were to see him do it, (laughs) yeah, like it was unsettling. Malfunctioning. It, it, It was. It was when Cody becomes president and gets his. His uh, his animatronic Cody mm. in the Hall of Presidents. Oh no, it's, it's when, it's it's when I become look. president, yeah. and that's the big reveal. That's who I've been. Yeah. <laughs> that you are, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually am like this. So, guys, y'all, Yins, what would your nicknames be if Trump gave you uh, a nickname? Uh. Um, uh, I, I probably something like um. <laughs> Like dirty Cody or something. Dirty, well, like, dirty like, Cody. Like yeah. it alludes to like the the unkempt nature Disheveled. of my my persona. Disheveled. Dusty I, Cody. Dusty Cody. Yeah, something like that. Um. Uh, yeah. I don't oh, know. Beardy. Beardo Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beardo. Yeah, Harry <laughs> Cody. Yeah. yeah, Beardo. Yeah. I don't know what mine would be. Probably crazy with a K or something. Mm. Crazy Katie. Uh, oh, sure. crazy Katie. Mine yeah. would. Yeah. Mine would just be that woman. That woman. That woman. Sure. <laughs> See, I think he would just alter his uh, his Ron DeSantis nickname for me and call me Meatball Rob, because because Ron <laughs> yeah. and I are both very Italian, tra- tragically Italian. Mm. Um, um, 
That's yeah. not wrong. Same, actually. But I have never, ever thought of you as a Rob. Oh, I thought you were going to say you've you never Rob? thought of me as a meatball. Wow, Katie. Neither. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, no, Hurtful. No, I mean, Hurtful. Occasionally, sure. Yeah. Okay. We're honest with each other. No. Wow. Just the Rob. Does, oh, wait, though, seriously, has anybody called you Rob before? Uh, not and lived. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's weird. So, okay. So, Ron, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mach- it, something with machetes maybe it is no that's too cool sounding <laughs> very funny my favorite thing about donald trump uh because you know he's a bad person hate him mm. done mm. tremendous damage both to my family and to the world uh, but i i have you know I, as a writer as a longtime comedy writer game recognized game and he is an incredible nickname giver just yeah. one oh, yeah. of Big like ab- like stunningly effective. My favorite example of that is Meatball Ron because people may not be aware of this. <laughs> he hasn't publicly called Ron DeSantis Meatball Ron. In fact, this it was a, a, like back in February, a story broke that in private Trump was calling him Meatball Ron as an insult. Mm-hmm. This is back when he was publicly calling him like Lockdown Ron and DeSanctimonious, which are both much worse nicknames. Oh, terrible. And as soon as everyone heard he's calling him this in private, it instantly became like nationwide DeSantis' nickname. It's a hit. You did it. Yeah. And Trump from, was even like, pri- oh, I was. From the privacy I, of your own home, you yeah. still did it. Trump has even been like, no, I'd never call him that. You know, that's a, it's inappropriate. I'm not going to engage in anti-Italian description. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a, an amazing. Um, oh, it's so funny. He, he's so good at the at the this the marketing and just like the he knows yeah. how to do it because all he needs to do is like I would never call him that. I maybe you know maybe some people call him Paul Ron. I wouldn't call him that. <laughs> not me. Not uh, me. Not going to call him do that. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah, he should. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great nickname made up by a smart man, but no. Yeah, but I would know. Some people are calling me Baron. <laughs> so, are 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 y'all ready to learn the ballad of Meatball Ron? As yeah, we will not yeah, be yeah. titling this I, episode. I have a I have a question for you before we mm-hmm. begin. Um, yeah, do you address his name, his last name? Oh yeah. Wait, his last oh, name. Oh fun. Yeah, because oh, this is Cody's well, favorite so, thing about. Yeah, it's him. a little hobby horse, a little just a little factoid. Um, his name is pronounced DeSantis. Yes. Um, but he pronounces it. DeSantis, yeah, because when he was running for governor, he people called him DeSantis, and he was like, ah, "I guess yeah. it's DeSantis now." He just changed the way he pronounced his name uh, under like vague social pressure. Um, yeah, I think is pretty amazing, and that and very consistent to the to the man we are going to be talking about. Exactly, Ronathan, I just wanted to color it with uh, yeah. a little. Oh yes, yes. Uh, so. Ronathan J. DeSantis uh, was due to a filing mishap, born under the legal name Ronald Dion DeSantis on September 14th, 1978 in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, but you're all wondering about that middle name, right? Dion? That's an odd yeah. middle name for a, uh-huh. a meatball. Uh, well, <laughs> Ronnie's father, also Ron DeSantis, was a huge fan of Dion DeMucci, the doo-wop singer uh, whose most well-known hit was the 1961 song Runaround Sue. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I yeah. played it at my birthday party that, last night. That's, yeah, that's why Governor Ron DeSantis' middle name is Dion. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, Delightful. just right out the gate with some with, with so some mind Ronald blowing fact. Dion DeSantis. Yeah, Dion DeSantis. Mm-hmm. It's a good change. Almost, honestly, almost to DeSantis. Run around Sue. Yeah, 
to me, almost the same right. name as Deion Sanders, who would have been a better governor of Florida. Really probably. He might have been oh, a sure. terrible person. I have oh, no idea. Oh, we are all in on Sanders. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Um, so I should note off the top here that when I say Ron was born in Florida, I am referring to the state in the southeastern portion of the United States, not the seminal genre-defining rap artist Flo Rida, a.k.a. Tremar Dillard, who recently represented San Marino in the 2021 Eurovision Song Contest. Listeners oh. get confused whenever we mention the state, and I want to assure you that Meatball mm-hmm. Ron was not birthed xenomorph-like from the belly of one of America's great cultural treasures. Are you sure about He's just that? A, yeah, yeah. I, I double-checked. Okay. I double-checked. Well, I even sent mm-hmm. in a, an email request to the, uh, the sheriff of Jacksonville, who okay, responded, well. please stop messaging us about Flo Rida. Um, that seems like a pretty good confirmation. So, okay. and, you trust, and you trusted them? <laughs> well, you know, I, I just, I legally, I can't uh, 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 further my suspicions until we get right. some sort of like the a photo. For, for the police, okay. Of Ron we're bursting just out for over it. here. All right. <laughs> uh, see, AI will not be of any use to me until we can generate uh, a perfect, a perfect c- cover of that scene from Alien, where it's Ron DeSantis bursting out of Flo Rida's chest. And Flo Rida singing whatever song Flo Rida got famous for. I know nothing else about Flo Rida. Um, um, I'm pretty sure it was called Meatball Run. To this <laughs> can, Just how, I, someone how has to be able to do something like that. Sure, so. yeah, we'll see. Prove me right or wrong. I forget which. So before we discuss Ron DeSantis' childhood, we should talk briefly about his family background. His mom and dad were the first generation of their family to move to Florida. He is uh, fairly recent, about as recent, I think about as recent as my family is. Uh, immigrants to uh, good old-fashioned the United States. Uh, most of his relatives remained in western Pennsylvania and northwest Ohio, which oh, is why classic. Ron now, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, Me classic, too. Dang. Classic greaseball stuff. But yeah, uh, just Italians in uh, yeah. western PA in Ohio. Damn, mm-hmm. all right. Oh, yeah. No, it's what we do, baby. Get up there in uh, Farrell, get to Akron. Come on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Akron, the, the promised land. That's what, for generations, Italians were, like, sitting around in Tuscany looking out at, like, the unfolding glory of nature and going, yeah. fuck, I wish this was Akron. I want grayer Someday. skies. <laughs> so, because of the fact that most of his family has stayed in this chunk of the Midwest, Ron claims in his memoir, which he published immediately prior to launching his presidential campaign, that despite growing up in Florida, he is culturally a Midwesterner. Quote, I was geographically raised in in Tampa Bay, but culturally my upbringing reflected the working class communities in Western Pennsylvania and Northeast Ohio, (laughs) from weekly church attendance to the expectation that one would earn his keep. This made me God-fearing, hardworking, and America-loving. And there's a lot that's funny about that, particularly the fact that it's kind of insinuating that Floridians are like shiftless, godless degenerates, which is true. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Um, And there's this element of like, I'm I I invaded the place and took over with Mm -hmm. like it's like this weird like reverse like Americanized like great replacement thing of like Mm -hmm. yeah, well culturally I'm here and I'm bringing those values. To Florida, but also he wants to make America Florida, right? Yeah. So what? So yeah. like, what is? It, do you want to actually make America? Yeah. What is it? Like Ohio's version of Florida? Like, yeah. what is he saying? Yeah, the Ohio version of Florida, which 
I don't know. There's a Jimmy Buffett joke there, but it's not coming to me right now. Mm. So Ron's decision to do this has been right. James pil- Buffett. James Buffett. <laughs> that's the okay, Midwestern that's okay. Jimmy Buffett. That's fine. So he, he's scared of the water. He doesn't get anywhere close to the coast. I think it's actually pronounced James Buffet. James, James Buffet. Okay. Uh, so this has been made fun of by a lot of people. It's worth noting that he only very recently started claiming to be culturally Midwestern in his mm-hmm. initial congressional campaigns and uh, first governor uh, gubernatorial campaign. Uh, he described himself repeatedly as from Florida, from Tampa Bay. Uh, so this is something he has picked up as an attempt to uh, get votes in the Midwest. Ingratiate and, himself. Yeah. The common man. <laughs> yeah, the common <laughs> the common, ma- the common, idiot. Like, that's what... Mm. That's that's how he's what he's saying about Midwesterners is like they're so dumb. I can pretend to be from there despite it, growing up as far away almost as you can. Right? It's funny because like he's like he's insulting the Midwest by like mm. you're you'll you're dumb enough you'll believe yeah, this. But yeah. also he's insulting Floridians by being like, yeah, they're fucking. Stupid I'm not one of I, them, and I'm yeah. not one of them. I'm bringing my good shit over there. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just both. <laughs> And it is it has not seemed to work. Uh, a recent article on FloridaPolitics.com notes that he is at least 10 p- p- points behind Trump in Pennsylvania. And he recently dropped to third place in the Ohio primary polls behind Oof. Vivek Ramaswamy. A oh, shocking, Vivek. Oh, is, come on. He is 55 points behind Donald Trump there. Yeah. So Oof, that's painful. It hasn't exactly wait, played out wait, for which him. which state? Uh, that's Ohio. Ohio. Oh, okay. That's, how is he the doing Midwest in him isn't doing so hot. How's he doing in Florida? Uh, he's not beating Donald Trump. Last I checked, like yeah, I didn't think so. Either. How 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 could he be? Re- realistically, <laughs> how could, anyway, how could that's he actually be? what it's we're talking question. about. That's yeah. the whole point of this I week's know. episodes. So back to his family. Ron gets his interest in politics from his grandfather, who was a major figure in the Republican Party of mid-century Ohio. He was on deck in 1960 for a major political scandal where a number of voting machines failed during an election and led to something like 1,500 people's votes failing to be counted, effectively disenfranchising them, right? This is like a a very serious issue. The Secretary of State, who was a a fairly rare Republican in state government at that point in time, cleaned house and put Philip Rogers, Ron's grandpa, in as director. By all accounts, he was very good at this job, and he became a respected expert on election integrity. The Republican Party in Ohio in those days was not a mighty force, but Philip gained widespread respect and traveled around the state helping to ensure integrity in a number of smaller elections. When the local steelworkers union needed to do a vote, they trusted him to manage it and ensure that it was done uh, with integrity. He was even contracted out to other states, including Louisiana, to help them set up modern voting machine systems. Rogers is described by one colleague as, quote, someone who believed in the way the system worked. He was political, but not a politician, and instead someone who believed enough in the system to work a pretty thankless and intricate job. By all accounts, he was not especially ideological, and I've run into no complaints of him taking advantage of this job to further his own political ends. Crucially, Roger was on the moderate wing of the Republican Party. One write-up from NBC News notes, There was a group of Goldwaterites who were a thorn in the side of the party at the time, says Binning, referring to acolytes of Barry Goldwater, the failed ultra-conservative presidential candidate in 1964. Phil wasn't in with them. This was one of his, like, fellow Republicans in Ohio at the time. So he's not, not an extremist, not a hard right guy. 
Ron DeSantis, uh, the dad of our Ron DeSantis, the son of this dude, uh, moved the family away from its Midwest roots after he graduated in 1970 and got a job for Nielsen, the company that used to determine what TV shows got renewed. Most of our Gen Z viewers will not know what the fuck we're talking about when we say (laughs) mention Nielsen families, but once upon a time, people paid money to subscribe to something called cable because we hadn't yet invented LimeWire. TV shit. They're not going to remember LimeWire either. Yeah. Uh, no, TV- no, that's not, like, the fuck is that? TV shows lived or died based on how many Nielsen viewers turned in, tuned into them. The basic idea was like a, a percentage of families in each state got like sent a box that they would hook up to their TV and it would record what they were watching. And then Nielsen would do some whack-ass math to determine how many people are actually watching the show, and advertisers would use this data to decide where to buy ad space and what the value of ad space was, right? And thus was American popular culture shaped for decades. Old Ron, as he probably is not called, was a low-level cog in this system. He's physically putting the boxes into people's houses. Uh, Our Ron DeSantis' mom was a first-generation Polish immigrant uh, and became a critical care nurse. It's interesting to look at what some of the elder adults in Ron's youth did for a living. His parents' siblings became a priest and a nun, respectively, which suggests a strong Catholic upbringing. Our Ron doesn't talk about this as much as he speaks generally about God and going to church, but it's worth noting that from what is publicly available for us to see, his nun aunt does not seem to be the kind of Catholic you might expect given her nephew's path. Here's NBC again. Be open to diversity, Sister Regina said during a 2020 commencement address to graduates at Ursuline High School. Do not be afraid of those who are different from you. It's okay to change your thinking. Change is the constant in our lives. Oh, so that's, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, different from uh, our... She sounds in, in one ear, cool? maybe out the other. Yeah. In yeah. one end of the meatball, out well, the other end of the meatball. Yeah. Yeah. His priest uncle, Father Rogers, has been known to recite Teddy Roosevelt's Man in the Arena speech from the pulpit, but doesn't have a reputation for bringing up politics in a more relevant modern sense. He has a sizable fan base among the Catholic subculture, including many people who have followed him from two different churches because of his raw charisma. It's said he doesn't need a microphone to reach the back pews. I bring this up because it's a notably distinct difference between our Ron and his elder kin. DeSantis is known for a lot of things, but in-person charisma is not one of them. People who know the family will say that he takes after his mom, Karen, more, as she is something of an introvert and uncomfortable with the spotlight. Even as he's become a national figure, she doesn't really show up in public, uh, Mm. which, you know, is her right. He should should take her Take her advice. Yeah. Her approach Uh, to it. Avoid being known by people. Yeah. God. You know what? uh, A a big uh, weakness for Ron seems to be being perceived. Being perceived. Exactly. If no one could see or be aware of him, he would be a lot more likable. Man, Mm. I bet he was. I bet he wanted to be like his uncle so bad. Was the uncle right? Was the yeah, yeah, yeah. He just never had that juice. Mm -hmm. No, no, he's too much of a meatball. Not a speech. A dry meatball at that. A dry meatball. Absolutely, the driest meatball. As a kid, young Ron was bright and a good student. Excellent student, actually. His grades were so good that one teacher would describe him as having a Stepford report card. Uh, He was also a very capable athlete, and in his youth, Ron's first love was baseball. He was known to other kids as D, which he still prefers to be called and claims to like more than his real name. Um, So, you know, 
that's that's the ad he should have gone with. Florida got that D, you know. Got that D. Um, yeah, yeah they some D? Yeah. That take this it, D. Put take the, this, this D. D in you. Ron, America. if you weren't a coward, we would support you. Uh, mm. Just just based on that. Don't even care about your politics. Mm. Just I a good D joke. Can't, can't co-sign that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like if you weren't a coward, he'd be uh, uh, saying a lot worse stuff than he already is. That is almost certainly true, Cody. K money, C money. Mm. Anyway, Thank you. the earliest influential book that Ron read as a kid was The Science of Hitting by baseball legend Ted Williams. Uh, one of Ted's pieces of advice in that tome is to be very careful about the swings that you choose to take. Ron's father claims his son took this <laughs> advice to heart, telling the New Yorker, I must have thrown half a million pitches to Ron. I think he swung at about 500 of them. What are you laughing about there, Cody? <laughs> he went after Disney like seven months ago. I know, I know. He did like, not learn man, that you, fucking you, lesson. That, that did not stick with you, man. Pick well, it's, it's actually, <laughs> you know, I might argue, Cody, and this is one of the things I find interesting about Ron, he did abide by that advice in his life and career up until like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Like he's even the most of his political career, extremely consistent. It's really about a little less than two years ago that he decides to take some really wild swings that have just just shattered him. Yeah. Um, which is interesting to me. Like it, you almost get yeah. the feeling like this guy is like this disciplined coiled spring and managed to like keep himself in line and then just for whatever reason, 2022 decides. Yeah, it's, it's time to go off the leash. No, it was not. Uh, no, it was not. It's, yeah, yeah maybe. So I think the Trumpification of of it his desires, a, and yeah. I think the libs of TikTok talkification. Like yeah. he's got some people surrounding him that are very online and yes. uh, mm-hmm. radical in the bad sense of the word. Radical, mm-hmm. um, you could call them. Uh, you could. Um, mm-hmm. That I feel like even that gives them too much. Uh, yeah. But like the yeah, this sort of like he's been sort of injected with a lot of uh, awful shit that he's let sort of seep yeah. into him because he's a dry meatball, so they're they're pumping him full of like the, the poison, yeah, meatball juice. juice, which he needs. Oh, yeah, exactly. okay, okay, okay. So I don't know. I, I'm mixed up. I don't know. <laughs> His hometown was Dunedin, which is famous both for its long-standing lawsuit with the Tolkien estate over its name and for baseball. It was the spring training home of the Toronto Blue Jays. So as a kid, Ron could easily go down the street and watch the pros play. His upbringing was very parochial, and he notes that he gradu- that until he graduated high school, he had rarely traveled further than five miles away from his house for anything but baseball. In his memoir, he writes... Baseball was the engine that expanded my horizons. In those days, little leagues like Dunedin National had a regular season in which the individual teams, each sponsored by a local business, would compete against each other. Now, I also played Little League Baseball. Did you play Little League, either of y'all? I did. I sure did. Yeah. I think it should be a federal felony to make children play baseball, but I'm not sure if you guys had a better experience, maybe. Maybe Um, slightly better. (laughs) I enjoyed it. Personally, <laughs> okay, okay, wow. Mm, yeah, well, there's diversity on the panel today. It's good. Sure, yeah. yeah. Criminals, all, criminal all, all, a variety yeah. of of mm-hmm. opinions. Mm-hmm. Well, Meatball baseball. Ron loved it. Uh, couldn't get enough baseball, and he he was very good. And so was his team. He kind of like lands in with this group of boys who are all they make like a pact when they're eleven or twelve together to get to the nationals effectively. Um, and uh, you know they do very well. The first big year they get to the district tournament. Uh, they're eliminated by game three, but like it's further than they thought they were going to get. 
uh, Ron and his teammates are super de- like four of them are going to wind up getting drafted into the into the majors. Like they are like uh, it's, it's yeah. kind of a, a dream team of little boys. Yeah. Baseball um, Ron. Baseball Ron. Uh, so <laughs> after getting eliminated in game three of the district tournament, they train even harder to compete the next year with the hope of earning a spot in the prestigious Little League World Series in Williamsport. News articles often include a photo of Ron's team from this period. You see him holding an aluminum bat on his shoulder. One local Tampa source described him as staring into the camera with a look so assured it's almost unnerving on a 12-year-old. You get similar hype in other (laughs) write-ups, most of which describe him as an unusually serious kid. I don't see it. I I haven't found that photo, but I found I've got another one here. And like, he just looks like a normal preteen boy. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. see that the unnerving one because I feel like unnerving yeah. is a very another good word to describe him and yeah. his interactions with people. Yes, uh, he's a very I, serious kid. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't in this photo. He looks, he's just laughing like the others. Like he just looks like a smiling kid. Um, yeah. he does look like well, a he's meatball. not putting on the face, right? No, we've, no. We've also, we've also all seen him laugh at this point. I yes, think. yeah. <laughs> his his nightmare laugh, like the like the crowing of a fucking funeral bird oh yeah he's uh like smiling he looks like a boy like a happy kid yeah Yeah. he's the yeah what happened ron what happened well that's what we're talking about today whether or not he was an unusually serious kid he was openly ambitious in a way that is not the norm for preteen boys from that tampa bay write-up quote I always knew he was going into politics, said Brady Williams, who is now the Rays' AAA manager in Durham and was then one of DeSantis's closest friends. His goal was to be the president of the United States. Was that far-fetched? A lot of things we talked about that summer were far-fetched, and a lot of them happened. So he yeah. is one of these, and I, I do feel like, I think we need a government agency specifically to go after little boys who talk relentlessly about becoming the president or they a billionaire. Yeah, they need to be tracked. Absolutely. Yeah. At 100%. all costs. Yeah. Parents have to like register them like, yeah, my son's been talking about becoming the president these, yeah, or the first stuff. trillionaire. You know, we got to tamp down on that. Got to tamp down on that. Yeah. Deal with those ambitions. Yeah. Uh, our, uh, our, our kids, um, fucked up yeah this is this is a use that we could have for like philly sports fans right where the government mm. sends a bus of them out to each of these kids with just like eggs to just like mm. start pelting them like not gonna oh yeah you, you gotta be the president actually i think we may have solved a, a major societal problem here uh, it creates jobs too. Yeah, it creates yeah, jobs yeah. for Philly sports guys, most of There's whom are unemployed. Yeah, nothing fun, fun any, jobs. There's nothing anybody could possibly find wrong with this. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a. I think we've got a plan. We solve for the, the meatball wrong yeah, problem. Yeah, we've got it now. Uh, the next year, uh, his little league team does much better. He describes them as storming into the regional tournament and making mincemeat of the other Southern teams. One of his fir- former teammates has discussed how manically they had to train that year, rarely going two days in a week without playing. They eventually made it to the regional championships, where they won the Southern regional title and earned a spot in the national contest or in the um, the World Series. 
Quote, I was surprised at how big of a deal it was for our community. We found ourselves on the local news and on the front page of the local newspapers, a long way from being a bunch of kids putting on a far-fetched motto beneath the brims of our hats. Williamsport is the Shangri-La for Little Leaguers. The games take place in an actual stadium that can hold more than 40,000 spectators, thanks to the terraced hills beyond the outfield fence. The field was perfectly manicured. When we first got a peek at the stadium, it was like entering Fenway Park or Wrigley Field for the first time. The teams all stayed in cabins on site, and there was a dining hall for all meals. And this is this is Meatball Ron's first brush with fame. This is the first time he's like on TV. He gets like a taste, a yeah. little card made of himself. Yeah. Sees himself how he yeah. can be, how he, he should be, how, how he has the right to be, how it's right. his destiny to be. You do Not get there. that feeling. Uh again, Bring in Philly sports fans for the Little League World Series, you know? <laughs> Give them free batteries. Just, yeah, free just ba- keep, keep things tamped <laughs> free down, batteries. you know? Free, free yeah. batteries. Oh, yeah. Philly, Philly's guys love their fucking batteries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, every biographical look at Ron will discuss his Little League team's rise to the championships. It does seem to have been a crucial moment for his self-conception, the time where he realized that his humble middle-class upbringing wouldn't lock him out of national aspirations. In his memoir, he also uses it as an excuse to make a baffling political point about China. So, apparently, the big oh, Little yeah. League competition includes a team from Taiwan. It is the World Series. Uh, and, uh, like, I don't know why. Uh, they lost their big game at Williamsport, uh, and he describes the other team's pitcher as throwing like Nolan Ryan, which makes me think of the time Nolan Ryan cold cocked that dude on the field, and I want to see Ron DeSantis take <laughs> mm-hmm. a haymaker from – anyway, whatever. Sure, sure, after sure. after losing to the Taiwanese team, this is the thing I don't understand why he brings up. So they, they eventually lose to this Taiwanese team, and then after noting this disappointing loss, Ron gives us this gym. I also think it may have informed some of my later political judgments. For example, while my hostility towards the Chinese Communist Party and my support for Taiwan is reflected by my general political outlook, the respect I had for Taiwanese baseball no doubt made my pro-Taipei stance more natural. After all, I remembered playing ping pong against these guys, and they were just normal kids having fun, not Maoists trying to further a cultural revolution. <sighs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure up, all preteen Chinese so kids are up. hardcore Maoists. You're That's how you're gonna guy, form Ron. your political opinions. God, yeah, like yeah. the idea is so—it's just like no, step dude, out of yourself. If they'd once been in your Beijing life. kids, you would have had the same experience because you're all fucking kids your playing kids sports. Play game. Like, play yeah, game. they're not gonna be just like reading from the fucking red book to you. That's so absurd. <laughs> it, it just speaks mm-hmm. to like the way. <laughs> like his mind like yeah this mind works of like yeah I had an, an experience well, i had mm-hmm. one experience with people who were different from me yeah and now that that informs my entire worldview yeah um whether it be negative or positive it's just yeah. this weird like well eh, whatever Me- I, yeah i hate i hate meatballs now I don't like meatballs anymore. So after graduating high school, Ron claims to have worked full-time at an electric company that had sponsored his little league team in order to pay for college. So he's they sponsor his team. The guy who runs the electric business company thing is like, Meatball Ron, if you ever want a gig, once you're done with the with the baseballs, you got a gig mm. here. So he he gets this job and he he will not shut up about this job, right? This is like the one blue collar moment of his yeah, life. Say, and he, yeah. he oh, fucking- sure. He's got to milk that. Absolutely. As hard as he can. And he will use this. He, he's going to make as much political hay out of this motherfucking gig as it's possible to make. But milk you know who else- 
will milk a meatball, Cody. You know who loves milking meatballs? Can't get enough of that of that ball milk, as they call oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who's the ball milk milkers? Uh, well, if you want ball, oh. <laughs> wow, Katie. Ball milk. If you want <laughs> ball milk, meat it. Sincere question. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you can ask Meatball Ron that. Uh, her no. name is Casey. So you know. Here's an ad. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I came back that way. Um, it was a fun choice, I think. I do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you both. So, Meatball Ron uh, is very proud of his working class credentials as a uh, briefly an electrician. Um, now, he never bothers to interrogate whether anything has changed to make it harder for a kid today to pay for Yale tuition with an entry-level gig at a power mm. company. Uh, what he mm. does make time to do in his memoir is shit on those lazy millennials. Quote, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> While it was common for rising college freshmen to spend their summer enjoying themselves on the beach and sleeping in until noon, I was up at the crack of dawn to start work just after 6 a.m., five days per week as an electrician's assistant. I made a mere six bucks an hour, but it felt great to receive a paycheck for a good day's work. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. 
She was describing Rob, a job. Th- yeah, like, also, <laughs> yeah, because you were a kid that didn't know better and you had a job. But well, and also, like you, you are going to Yale, and you are legitimately right. one of the few working class kids there. But like, I'm going to guarantee you, most college students at most colleges worked because they're not Yaleys. Yep. They're not. Yeah. They don't have like millionaire parents with legacy. Right. Like, go to a yeah. different yeah. school, and you'll your yeah. experience will be like, oh, everybody's kind of doing this th- yeah. thing that I'm right. doing. You 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 chose to go to the school for rich assholes, which is what Yale is. Everyone knows it. It's the school for rich psychopaths. And like you're being like, wow, nobody else here has a fucking job. Yeah, of course yeah, what not. What do you expect? They're it's all fucking yeah. Yale. What do you? Yeah, it's a mix of George H. W. Bush's blood sons and fucking illegitimate mm. children. That's mm. all of Yale except for you in this period, I assume. So one assumes. <clears throat> yeah, one 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 assumes. Uh, so Ron also uses his early work history to make the usual litany of conservative complaints against the regulatory state. When I showed up to work that first day, I wore a tire that was typical of what an, uh, an electrician would wear, jeans, a long-sleeved shirt, and an old pair of work boots. Then I was promptly sent home. Why? Because it wasn't clear if the old worn-out boots were actually OSHA-approved. I didn't know what OSHA was, but I soon learned that the Occupational Health and uh, uh, Safety and Health Administration was a federal agency charged with promulgating workplace safety rules. The net result for me was that I had to spend the lion's share of what, share of what would end up being my first week's paycheck. Buying a pair of boots that were clearly approved by OSHA. I doubt this made me any safer, but it did make me a tad bit poorer. Now, uh, you, <laughs> I have my doubts. We'll talk about this, but I have my doubts as to whether or not this happened. More accurately, I yeah. doubt if Ron DeSantis at the time had a serious issue with being required to wear approved safety footwear. It is very silly that he chose to complain specifically about footwear to make a point about unreasonable regulations because electricians die all the fucking time if they don't mm-hmm. wear proper footwear. It's an extremely reasonable regulation written in blood. Yep. Here's one quote from a 2015 article in Electrical Contractor magazine titled Feet on the Ground. Bad things can happen with the wrong footwear. These are two real-life examples. An electrician wearing cowboy boots loses his footing and slips, and he comes into contact with a live conductor, resulting in his electrocution. In another example, a lineman wearing tennis shoes is electrocuted when his foot comes into contact with a fallen, energized wire. The incident occurred when the victim was attempting to restore power disrupted by a severe storm. Both incidents could have been prevented had the victims been wearing proper protective footwear. And he does describe his boots as worn out. Now, Worn out? I was going to say, yeah, thank you. Like, yeah, yes, you're right saying there, your boots man. sucked. Like, this this is a job that can't boots and it, more, more and to the point it's it's sorry it's, it's this yeah. this element about regular regulations in general it's that dave rubin thing on mm-hmm. rogan i don't know if you've seen where he's like yeah all these regulations for building stuff this, this. yeah it's so you don't cut corners and like yeah. have houses collapse or like the wire yeah. just, like there are reasons that these exist uh, not every single regulation in the world but it's such a weird complaint also shouldn't your boss buy those maybe that's the argument that that is see that's what i was gonna say like this is not an issue with this is not an issue with regulations this is an issue with the fact that independent contractors uh are like the legal classification is so fucked that your boss doesn't have to equip you with proper safety gear like it should be required that the bosses provide these that you need yes you need them they're making you get them you shouldn't have to pay for them necessarily. Yes. There's there's your little complaint, Ron. <laughs> like, no, but you can't. That can't be the complaint because that doesn't go along with conservative dogma. And uh, and it probably that probably was the complaint at the time. 
Like yeah. that's probably what bothered him at the time. I can't believe like, I have I, to buy these. I, yeah, why yeah. do I have to buy this for myself? But yeah. I mean, yes. I will say I wish he'd been allowed to work as an electrician wearing. Let's just flip those worn out. Yeah, yeah. Now, because he was such a good student with excellent grades and extracurricular performance, Ron earned admittance to Yale. Uh, he was not a legacy admission. His parents certainly did not have the money to bribe a spot for their son in the prestigious school. It seems clear to me that Ron saw Yale as an opportunity for him to increase his social class and network with powerful rich people in the hopes of becoming one himself. He was successful there, becoming captain of the baseball team and rushing for the famous Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity. Now, he is going to, as we'll say, really try to downplay uh, the degree to which he fit in at Yale. But going to this fraternity puts him in rarefied air because DKE is one of the oldest frats in the country. Its alumni include George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush, Teddy Roosevelt, and Rutherford B. Hayes, who I know is your favorite president, Cody. You're a big okay, so Rutherford is Stan, as we call them. Mm-hmm. Mm, Hayes heads. Yeah, Hayes heads. Sure. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got hay fever. That's another Ooh, good one. Yeah. That's another good term for Rutherford B. Hayes fans. Uh, fans. Yeah. Although I will say Dan Quayle was also a member of DKE, so it's not that rarefied, right? If they'll let, <laughs> if they'll let Quayle in. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So, uh, but it's, it's, it's the club that little boys growing up who want to yes. be president. Yes, go to. It is exactly that club. And like, it is the kind of thing, clearly this was the thing he did because he thought at the time, this is the way to become president, right? You go to Yale, which is a very fancy school for presidents, and uh, you go to fucking, um, you get into DKE, right? Now, because Republican politics have since taken a major populist plunge, particularly in the last six, seven years, Ron has now been forced to disavow his alma mater. Uh, roughly half of the first 20% of his memoir is just him shitting on everyone but him at Yale to try to salvage his blue-collar credentials. <laughs> he he does this by trying to pre- paint the school that both Georges Bush went to as a breeding ground for communists. <laughs> yes. What? Oh, man, yeah. he's really oh, trying Cody. to dance a tightrope right now. Yeah. All of these well, different run. people he is. Yeah. This part's fun. While Yale's popular motto made homage to God and country, the ethos of the university's academics was hostility to the Almighty and disparagement of America. Before I got to Yale, I believe that almost all Americans were proud that our nation defeated the Soviet Union to win the Cold War. But at Yale, I was told that the United States was to blame for the conflict in the first place, not the Stalin-era Soviets. While the late 1990s was one of the most prosperous times in human history, at Yale, we were led to believe that communism was superior, even though it was impossible to point to even one example of the superiority, since real communism had never been tried. I wondered if some of my professors and classmates rooted for Ivan Drago to defeat Rocky Balboa in Rocky IV. Just a, oh, what I an mean, amazing paragraph. What a rich, rich, rich <laughs> passage. Like, yeah. He didn't get his book fact-checked. Um, mm. Wow. I don't... Yeah. Believe communists they were tell, saying that. That's what Yale. I'm saying. No. Like, I don't believe could anybody you, could push back on this. No, they've di- never taught that. Not now. No. Not then. It's no. so funny how like uh, I simply don't believe it. This like red scare stuff. It's mm-hmm. so funny and like I mean it's alarming for sure. But like yeah. just like how hard he's going in on this. Like oh I just need to like say that communism is bad and also like distance myself from the clear path that I chose yeah. for myself. 
uh, I don't believe you, Ron, is my yeah. point, I think. Yeah, I, I don't You're believe Ron. You're lying. This. He's definitely a liar. Um, oh, the commies at Yale. What the fuck? The fucking commies at Yale oh, yes, don't even like know, Rocky. That's... Suspicious, yes. <laughs> don't even like seminal film Rocky Four. Yeah. <laughs> Not Wait, even what? one of the good Rockies. Anyway. It's such a like a it's such a funny like he's such a Ted Cruz in so many ways yeah. too of just like the touch that cultural touchstone I yeah. I know it too I, I the know. Rocky you, Four you you know, you are yeah. a, a culture pop culture ha yeah like, he's such God, a fucking just alien freak fucking a fucking meatball anyway oh, DeSantis really goes on to note that experiencing unbridled leftism on the fucking Yale campus Yale. Was what pushed him right. Uh, that so he does say that he 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 includes that line. I was I was forced into conservatism by those oh, Yale okay. communists. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, like, all the, the, the gender studies at Yale. Yeah. Like, give me a it's fucking fucking break. wild. Oh my god! Now, as you're probably like not going to Sarah be, Lawrence or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you're probably not going to be surprised to hear, not everyone who went to college with old Ronnie D had a positive opinion of him. And I'm going to quote <laughs> oh, from an article. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a fun quote from an article in The New Yorker. Some recall that DeSantis was so intensely focused that he wasn't much of a teammate. Ron is the most selfish person I have ever interacted with, <laughs> another teammate told me. He has always loved embarrassing and humiliating people. I'm speaking for others. He was the biggest dick we knew. But the same <laughs> teammate praised DeSantis's intellect. This is the frustrating part. He's so fucking smart and so creative. You couldn't even plagiarize off his work. He'd take some angle, and everyone knew there was only one person who could have done that. Mm. So yeah. He's a smart asshole who likes to bully people. That's 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 that's, that's make him president. I tell you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. But I mean, like, not that smart though, because sometimes. He's like, well, this guy okay, may not be very smart, right? He's another right. Yale dude, and yeah, Yale's given us a lot of dipshits. So, <laughs> well, there's an element too of just like, yeah, you got good grades, you like worked hard, but like, there's like that's different than it's. It's related. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Doesn't, yeah. Seem, doesn't yeah. what is intelligence, right? That gets us into a anyway. Whatever. Let's yeah. let's move on. He's a dick and selfish. Yeah. After he graduated with honors, Ron became a history teacher and taught for a year at the prestigious Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. It is here that he first <laughs> runs into his initial his first serious controversy mm. last year a source with quote close knowledge of the matter provided information to the hill about a photo that had started going viral this photo showed a young adult ronnie d posing with teenage girls some of whom were students of his while holding a beer now this picture that first came to prominence when Trump started his campaign against Meatball Ron. The former president shared this picture from another user's post with a text, that's not Ron, is it? He would never do such a thing, question mark. <laughs> now, he the original- He did indeed post that. <laughs> he did indeed. And this original post, like Trump was, the post he was sharing included a caption by another user that read, Ron DeSantis was having a drink party with his students when he was a high a school teacher. Party. Yeah, oh, such God. a weird way to frame it. A having drink party. Mm-hmm. Also, having but, drinks. But, but also Trump. Spoken like but also someone Trump who's never been invited to a drink party. Yeah, Trump commenting on somebody There's a else's lot that's, photo that's, with a woman. That's silly Very about concerning. this. Like, yes. Wait, so who 
who used the phrase drink party? Yeah, the yeah, person yeah. who originally posted. Okay, because that picture. is a Twitter blue ass phrase. <laughs> it, that is a like, yeah, that is a very true. Twitter There's, blue phrase. God, a drink party. When yeah, you're having your drink parties with your leftists. At Yale. Yeah, again, that is like, that is yeah, that is a phrase written by someone who has forgotten the face of his mother in favor of an Elon Musk Snapple fact. Unreal, and has yeah. never been invited to a drink party, and never would be invited never, to a drink party. Never been yeah. invited to a drink party. I uh, also love just like obviously we don't need to get too much into the Trump of it all, but the idea of Trump sharing this photo, yeah. bro, there are stories of you walking in at Miss oh, Teen yeah. USA. You were on Epstein's plane. It's just like, too rich. Dog, what are you doing? But also I, like he's Teflon. It so doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't it, fucking matter. Yeah. But God, man, fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> Um, the 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 post that Trump was quoting went on to say, "Having drinks with underage girls and cuddling of them look pretty gl- gross and ephebophiliesque." Oh, honey, which is, it's also oh, you get a Twitter lot from it. the yeah. post. Yeah, <laughs> very Twitter because it's like, there. yeah, you got to make a, you got to like, it's the very libertarian thing to like really emphasize the difference oh, between yeah. pedophilia and ephebophilia. You got to make that distinction. Got to make that. Borrow NFT yeah. profile. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this guy owns an aboard ape. Absolutely. Damn, absolutely. Oh, uh, all his apes are gone, though. All his apes are gone. that slurp juice. You know who doesn't have slurp juice? Meeple Ron. That's right. Can't even slurp. Now, this created an uproar on conservative social media, and The Hill, which is a liberal-leaning publication, talked to someone who had is apparently— it? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of Libby. Yeah, more on the lib side. The, the, I wouldn't call it a conservative. It's not. It's certainly not like a left wing rag or whatever. But it's like no. It's not a not conservative media. Uh, yeah. Uh, talk to someone who had apparently been at the party where Ron is has his arms around these girls drinking a beer. According to our whistleblower, very silly thing to call a whistleblower. <laughs> so by the way, <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking ridiculous. According, according to like the microfiche we found, yeah. DeSantis had a reputation among students for being a young a hot teacher who girls loved and the girls in the photo are believed to have graduated in 2002 making them seniors at the time hill reporter also added the source who provided the photo says that it was taken prior to graduation meaning the young girls would have still been desantis's responsibility at the time so that's mm. gro- that is gross that's it is i gross. would posit even yeah. if they weren't his responsibility he is uh, grabbing drinks with by the High school senior time you have graduated <sighs> college and are working as a teacher shouldn't be drinking with mm. high school girls not, especially not, not at a drink party it's not a drink pathetic. party not at yeah. a drink party it is also sad it's like we all we all knew guys oh it's very sad I, mean, I yeah. suppose you could yeah. drink some water with some teenage girls in class i suppose but that's not sure. the same thing mm. at all Although I would say if anyone ever described to me that they were drinking water with teenage girls at their school, I'd be like, well, why are you, why are we talking about this this way? That's why, off-putting. Why, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's peculiar. Most people don't describe it that way. <laughs> um, yeah. So the New York <laughs> Times followed up the Hills reporting here, positively IDing DeSantis as the man in the photo and finding further sources that would back up in several interviews that, quote, several students recalled Mr. DeSantis as a frequent presence at parties with the seniors who lived in town. So that is deeply off Frequent. Frequent. Yeah, he's, he is crashing teen uh, girl parties. Uh, a regular face at the drink parties. <laughs> yes. Uh, Which, like, I don't think their parents would like that. 
Yeah, and it's the Times report reveals nothing damning in a legal matter, right? There's no no one is accusing him of like sexual harassment or assault or of like anything like that. Uh, those allegations just aren't present. But there's not a good reason why, as a teacher and an adult, you become a frequent presence at high school parties. No, like there's no, not a no. non creepy way for that to happen. Yeah. 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 You're not there because you're just you really get on with these no, teenagers. No. In part like, like they're yeah. you're you're really lit up intellectually from the conversation yeah. at the drink party. I don't yeah. think so. The best case scenario is like you have no friends and no sense of judgment uh and like yeah. Yeah, feel like you'll get along better with people who have less life experience. Right, because it's not even like this is like his hometown or something. No. It's not like, oh, I knew, like, oh, I was a senior and this was a sophomore. Yeah, and they were like, and like they were, yeah, freshmen or whatever. Yeah, yeah so, it's like, yeah. no, a new town and you're like hanging out yeah. in high school. Like, God, no. Buddy. Uh, one of the sources that the uh, I, I'm going to continue to quote from that Times article. Two former students, both women, re- remembered him attending at least two parties where alcohol was served, but they said that the parties took place after graduation and that they were not bothered by his presence at the time, although they question it now. Mm. It was his yeah. first job out of yeah, Yale. He was cute. We didn't really think too much about it. Yeah, you so, were kids. Yeah, you why wouldn't? would you? You were in no, high school. Exactly. You had no yeah. context. Yeah, that's why it's the adult's Mr. responsibility D's to not be a weirdo. Yeah. Well, Mr. D shows up at a lot of parties. <laughs> he's like, always he's not, taking like, right, pictures with like, girls. Like, they're like, Mr. D's not a normal teacher. He's a cool he's like, teacher. Cool. Yeah. But then, like, five years later, they're like, oh, no. Oh, wait. Yeah. Right, because it's also not even, like, high school, like, in 2020, where, yeah. like, no. that is kind of, like, understood. It's like, no, this, that, that's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um, Lots changed in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Good for that changing, at least. <laughs> Yes. And also um, hasn't changed anything. It also hasn't yeah. changed. So after this really creepy gap year, he enrolls in Harvard <laughs> Law School. Uh, again, he's doing this because he is trying to maximize his chance of like being accepted as a member of like the in- upper crust conservative yeah, you get intelligence. In the club. So then you yeah. can rule the club. Uh, you want to be a part of the Illuminati, you got to yeah. do the game. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do the gig. Uh, he claims now that he, he decided to go to Harvard because he was motivated by Tom Cruise's <laughs> performance in A Few Good Men. Uh, and yeah, like Tom's character, he became a judge advocate general, uh, joins the Navy and gets deployed to Iraq as a lawyer with a SEAL team. Um, now, because the Navy SEALs have the reputation that they have among conservatives, Ron has attempted to be, he's basically like claim like, he, he he will always say I deployed with the SEALs, which is technically accurate, say, yeah. but he's he's clearly trying to like, like he's, he's a lawyer. His job is when they go shoot people to be like, yep, you're allowed to shoot these people. Like mm-hmm. that, that's why what he was doing. Um, he makes a big point about this now in all of his campaign events. Uh, he told a voter in New Hampshire this July, I'm the only veteran running out of all these candidates. I'll be the first oh, pres- yeah. I'll be the first president elected since 1988 who's actually served in a war. Now, that is true. Uh, although he was not out, you know, getting shot at or or doing yes. anything, he was he was he was he was looking at paperwork. He was d- being a lawyer. Uh, he was also not universally popular among his comrades at the time. From the New Yorker, no. quote: A colleague who served with DeSantis remembered Ron was a voracious worker and he worked at phenomenal speed. He was a superb writer, especially for his age. But even then, his ambition seemed consuming. Ron's a user, the former colleague told me. If you had utility to him, he would be nice to you. If you didn't, he wouldn't give you the time of day. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, I that gotta is... say, this is a little controversial, but I hate people like that. I really mm. do. Yeah. Bold. Users. Bold stance. Bold stance. Pl- plenty um, bold no, stance. No, of course he is. And it, it's like, yeah. The worst this is also, it's interesting because it's, I mean, sure, we'll, we'll get into this, but it's that a lot of the, these elements are very heavily reflected in his governance. Mm. Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and Everything policies about and how he, how he approaches politics and yeah. uh, it's uh, not a good guy. Not a bad, bad meatball. Yeah. Bad meatball. Now, you know what Dancing. is a good meatball? Know, something uh, like with bison. Freaking, yeah. Uh, oh man, bison. You can make a fine bison meatball. You guys want my uh, my my wild game meat recipe that I that I that I really. Sure. It's great if you've got like wild boar. Uh, you know anything that's like kind of get get sure. you know if you've got like a bunch of ground up boar meat or whatever. Anything Do you have anything like, for like um, uh, uh, impossible beef? You could you could do this with impossible beef. Uh, you could do this with like ground venison. I would mm. get I would take uh, a pound of ground venison, uh, a pound of ground boar meat, and mix them together with uh, a whole sleeve of saltine crackers. You just crumble up in there. You crack one, maybe two eggs in. Stir it all together. Then you baste it with uh, either barbecue sauce or ketchup, and you bake that shit in the oven. Uh, and you cook yourself a delicious meatloaf. It's perfect. Oh, delightful food. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meatloaf. Quality um, meatloaf. It's like when yeah. do we roll the meatloaf into balls? Oh, I see. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Meatloaf. No, but meatloaf. Because the loaf is the loaf is Has the strongest shape in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do a meatloaf ball, Katie. You could chop up meatloaf. And like, then, I'm sorry, that just sounds yeah. like a nice thing for like, why a party. It's like yeah, it's meatloaf like a the, it's like the crab shape. How like it yeah. sort of independently appears uh, in all, yeah. sort of all across um, nature. The, the loaf. loaf appears yeah. all across so, nature. So, question: Were we about to throw to ads? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what this whole thing is about. Yes, okay. Yes, perfect. Yes. Here's an ad. <laughs> the evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. 
Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Ah, we're back. And I wanted to delay this next part because it's horrible. Because after being in Iraq, Ron gets stationed in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Mm. Now, this is by far the most contentious part of his backstory, and so I will be very careful in my phrasing here. In a 2006 interview with CBS, DeSantis told his interviewer that at one point, several prisoners launched a hunger strike while he was at Guantanamo. He says that his commanding officer asked him, how do I combat this? And Ron answered, hey, you can actually force feed. Here's what you can do. Here's kind of the rules for that. Now, there's some questionable elements of this recollection because force feeding started at Guantanamo somewhat slightly before DeSantis actually got sent there. So he's probably exaggerating in order to take credit for for the what thing is, yeah, yeah what is torture right this is this is torture we're talking about i actually um, uh invented a fun new way to torture people yes <laughs> hurting awesome them was my one. idea <laughs> yeah. um ultimately the pentagon authorized force feeding detainees would be strapped to a chair a nurse would force a lubricated tube down their nose and then would pump in nutritional supplements lawyers for detainees have argued that this was torture because force feeding is banned by a un convention against torture former inmates now released have accused desantis of having played a role in their torture Mansour Adefi wrote an article for Al Jazeera and described meeting DeSantis, who initially told him that he was at Guantanamo to ensure that prisoners' rights were respected. Quote, I remember him asking why we were all still on hunger strike. We told him to look around. Camp Delta was constructed from metal shipping containers, divided into cages with wire mesh. In the summer, the cages were like ovens. In the winter, they were cold and wet. They were loud with huge fans and the echoes of all the men's voices. There was the persistent harassment by guards, desecration of Qurans, non-existent medical care, systematic torture, and being cut off completely from the outside world. We told DeSantis we were on hunger strike because we wanted to know why we were being imprisoned, because we wanted a fair judicial process to prove our innocence. He took notes. He promised to register our complaints. Now, Ron may or may not have registered their complaints. We don't know. But it had no impact on what happened next. Days later, a day fee was brought back to the rec yard, where nurses and Navy corpsmen, which is Navy medics essentially, were waiting with a restraint chair and several cases of insure. Ron DeSantis and other JAG officers stood nearby, observing. Quote, I was informed that the U.S. government was determined to break the hunger strike. The doctor in charge, a colonel, told me that he did not care if I was innocent or protesting mistreatment. He was there for one thing, to make me eat. I refused and was immediately and violently strapped into the chair so tightly that I could not move. A nurse forced a thick tube into my nose and down my throat. My nose bled and the pain was so great that I thought my head would explode. The nurse would not stop. Instead, he began pouring Ensure into a feeder bag attached to the tube. They poured can after can into the feeder bag until my stomach and throat were so full that Ensure poured back out of my mouth and nose. I thought I was going to drown. If you throw up, a corpsman said, we'll start from the beginning with a new case and fill you up again. As I tried to break free, I noticed DeSantis's handsome face among the crowd at the other side of the chain link. He was watching me struggle. He was smiling and laughing with the other officers as I screamed in pain. Mm-hmm. It is very upsetting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cody, you got a good meatball joke? Uh, something about... Oh, no, but I 
did think uh, when you were describing this, uh, it sounded like you said jag off. Mm-hmm. I did too. Officer. I did too. That's, that's, that's good. That's, that's good. Something. I thought, oh, the, you know, the, uh, I thought they were going to say the other I'm jag glad off. We, glad um, we pulled out of this tailspin. Um, <laughs> also, I mean, there's been some references to him being handsome, and I don't agree with that. They keep saying he's handsome. Yeah. I, I, I keep looking I, him up so and subjective. being like, is he yeah. But I know, but multiple people, there's been multiple <laughs> suggestions today, and I've had a... Uh-huh. I take issue it with is, it. But, it is really interesting that, is that a day fee specializes, about- <laughs> like specifies that. That he's like getting torch His and is like, face. damn, that guy's kind of good looking though. Anyway, <laughs> peculiar. <laughs> the things uh, that occur to uh, you when you're, yeah. in, when you're in an intense situation. <laughs> so a, a day fee was one of several former inmates who claimed to have recognized DeSantis. Uh, he was featured along with several whistleblowers in an unreleased Vice documentary. The whistleblowers include a former U.S. Naval Sergeant, Joe Hickman. So Joe was on guard duty uh, during a night when three prisoners, the ringleaders of the hunger strike, died somewhat mysteriously. Our government claims that these guys all were part, had a suicide pact together, right? That they committed suicide. Uh, Hickman does not be- agree with this. Again, he was on guard duty that night, and he believes the men were assassinated to restore order and put an end to the strike, which was very bad PR for the U.S. government. From a write-up by the Daily Beast, quote, Hickman, who later contributed as a whistleblower for the Justice Department's investigation into the deaths, recalled DeSantis as popular and extremely handsome. So there we go again. <laughs> Navy fuck? girls would go crazy. I feel over like you him. added that in just to fuck with no, me. No, no, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm not added a like. It's just a thing that comes up with like all everyone from these girls at this at the at the school he taught at to this sergeant to the duty was torch helping to torture. All all mention this. I don't. I don't get it. But it's. It's like an undeniable thing. Okay. You have to you have to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't ignore it. You're yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Um, I agree. I I do agree for the record. I I don't understand this, and it makes me question my own sanity. It's like it's like fucking being best friends with Jimmy Stewart in that movie where he sees the giant rabbit, and you're just like, right. is there really a rabbit? Like he's so consistent <laughs> like, about this. What am I missing? Like, like. Yeah. Fucking Harvey's somewhere around here. Yeah. Um, great movie, by the way, Harvey. Uh, check fucking it, check it. absolute classic. Yeah, classic. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna continue that quote. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Navy guys. and Navy girls would go crazy over him, Hickman said. Although he added that he doesn't believe DeSantis, who became a jag straight out of Harvard Law. I'd argue he's been a jag forever, <laughs> would have been in the room that night. They weren't <laughs> going to give somebody like that that kind of responsibility, Hickman said in the transcript. So that Vice documentary was canceled at the last minute for very shady but unclear reasons. It seems likely that it was killed to avoid angering a potential future president uh, out of cowardice at the highest levels of a failing media company. But I just really have nothing more to say because it's uh, unclear still at yeah. this point. In the spring of 2006, Ron met his future wife, Casey, at a driving range at the University of North Florida. Again, not not Florida. He and his wife did not meet oh. on Florida. Um, okay. Again, we get, sure we get Take the subreddit it, but, yeah. fills with confusion every time we mention this. So I, I just want to make sure we're really keeping it straight. Uh, it is from this period that we get our only context on Ron's flirtation techniques, which I know everyone's very excited to mm. learn about. How does okay. the handsome man? flirt <laughs> i'm gonna read you how you're gonna, he opens. you're gonna regret asking that <laughs> yeah gonna, this is how he opens with his future wife 
Hello, somebody left these balls behind. Would you like what? to have them? Meatballs? Yeah. No, golf, golf balls. balls. It's a driving range, right? Yeah, it's a driving oh, range, balls. yeah. You want, you want my balls? Yeah. Very, uh, very funny. Wow. Um, wow. This works on Casey, and their first date is that oh. evening at Beef O'Brady's, which is apparently a restaurant. <laughs> or meatballs? <laughs> what do you Just- like? <laughs> balls? I don't like some balls and beef. <laughs> Some now, people say I'm very handsome. <laughs> Some people, this guy I tortured <laughs> says I'm very them. handsome. <laughs> this guy I tortured and teenage girls in our party <laughs> They think I'm he's, very he's handsome. He's got a poster in his, like, it, like I imagine his apartment is completely empty aside from a pillow and a blanket on the floor and a poster he made that says, like, people who think I am attractive. <laughs> Guys I tortured at Guantanamo, <laughs> teenagers. Hot drink. That one sergeant. You, question mark? <laughs> Oh, great. So, Jill Casey Black, usually called Casey, had grown up in Troy, Ohio, one of two daughters of an optometrist and a speech pathologist. She had also been an active student athlete and had done very well in school. She went to the University of Charleston and graduated with a degree in economics and French. She competed as an equestrian and had started a promising career as a reporter and on-screen talent for the local Jacksonville station WJTX. Uh, The one story I found of her as a as a TV reporter is that there was a story about an alligator that had gotten into a suburban neighborhood, which she described as a story with real teeth. If you're if you're curious as to the level of rigor she brought to journalism <laughs> as a profession, <laughs> um, you know what they uh, they call um, getting a degree in uh, economics and French? What's that? Monet. Okay. Studying okay. Monet? Okay. No, studying Monet. <laughs> you, you, pr- you proud of yourself, aren't no, you, Cody? That is good. Yeah, studying Monet. Yeah, no, uh, no, we uh, we we oh, get it. We, no, 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 because no, it's like okay, wait, wait, wait. We get it. No, nope. no, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, good one, good, Brad, good, good, thank you, good one, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they get hitched in 2009 at Disney World. Um, oh, now <laughs> how about that? That is funny because of the war he's going to have with Disney yeah. later. That he By wants them accounts, to not do it. Yeah. <laughs> By all accounts. It's not a very Disney Disney wedding. There's not like Mickey or any characters hanging around. They go to Epcot after, which is like the least Disney thing to do at Disney World. Um, I think it's more of a rich Florida people thing than a Disney super fan thing, right? Like yeah. Disney World's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to get the get the photos. Yeah, and it's not yeah. Like, oh yeah. my god, the prince is here, and the other prince. Right. Oh, yeah. and the prince is over there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so yeah, the two uh, are a famously uh, power couple in Florida politics, where Ron is tight-lipped and reserved and introverted. Casey is an extrovert. She's going to do, when he runs for office, she does a lot of on-the-ground campaigning, even like knocking on doors for him. She does a lot of introducing him at events and stuff. Like She is the the talker the more, of the two of them. Because yeah. she's more likable. Uh, here's my yeah, weird husband. By far, yeah. Isn't here's he my, handsome? Yeah, look she's at me. Like, just look at him. Don't listen to his words. Yeah. I'll talk. I'm, I'm attractive and charismatic. Please ignore my husband's words. Yeah. Um, I studied Monet in college. I, yeah. <laughs> Way to okay. go, Cody. So these <laughs> ambitions, uh, and she is, you know, 
The two are, by all accounts, deeply in love and partners in Ron's political ambitions. And those ambitions would become evident for the first time in 2012, when Ron noticed that the newly drawn 6th District in Florida had, again, not Florida, uh, Florida, Mm -hmm. had an open campaign for Congress. It was a tweener district in between Jacksonville and Orlando and had no incumbent. Uh, Because of the demographics of the district, it would be a guaranteed win for any Republican who could win the nomination. With Casey at his side, Meatball Ron decided he was going to be that Republican. And we will talk about that (gasps) and his rise to power in part Uh, two. I feel like there's also something to say about the phrase tweener district. Yeah. And Ron's. Yeah. It, it's uncomfortable little, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Tweens. Yeah. 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 Well, we, his wife yeah. is age appropriate, though. So. Yeah. Good for that. Mm-hmm. Good that for is that. good. Good for them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. He is, um, he is well, married to an adult. That's mm. positive. <laughs> Shows growth. Mm. Uh-huh. We like to end things on a positive note. So, yeah. Yeah. Modern politics. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Well, thanks for having us here for this. Yeah. How you feeling, guys? All right. I'm feeling excited to see uh, Meatball Ron up on stage. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, just being Rolling himself. Around. <laughs> just, yeah. be, just being himself. Yeah. Just be, and just, you just be yourselves, you know? Mm. If you are a relentlessly dedicated psychopath who wants to become the president purely for reasons of self-gratification, don't let anything stop you, you know? No. Relentlessly craft a life towards that goal uh, and and proceed on a rocket ship-like course towards it until fucking Biff Tannen calls you Meatball Ron and utterly annihilates and, all yeah. of your dreams in a single shot. Just I mean, it's honestly down. very tragic. Yeah. Back to the earth. Yeah, it's like a, the Death Star <laughs> shooting a taxi cab. Just absolutely uh. wiped out. A handsome taxi cab. Yeah, a handsome taxi cab. Anyway, you uh. guys got some plugs? Sure. You got shows. Oh, yeah, Please. we got shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, check yeah. us out. We got a YouTube show called Some More News. It's also a podcast. And okay. we have a companion podcast called Even More News. Hell yeah, you um, do. Hell yeah, we do. Podcast. Uh, I've got, uh, oh, we've got a Patreon for that as well. Patreon.com yeah. slash some more news. Um, I've got a band called The Hot Shapes that has an album out now. Check it out on Bandcamp yeah. and SoundCloud, thehotshapes.bandcamp.com. Yeah, We have do to it. work this out where we split up the plugs. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm I got gonna... it all. Well, you said, you said <laughs> Cody Go, so I did. But then I was like, well, Katie's not going to want to plug my band. So. No, you're right. We'll figure that <laughs> out in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with what he said. But also, I do want to plug you. his band. Go ahead. Aww. Listen to his Aww, band. So sweet. <laughs> do it. It's good yeah. stuff. Check it out. All right. Um, see you next episode, probably. Yeah. See you next episode. You can find us at Cooler Zone Media. If you want to get this without ads, you can subscribe. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also put in a free plug for a YouTube channel that I like. Just, just Google Bobby Fingers YouTube. Watch the uh, watch the Steven Seagal video first. You'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. God. No, no, no. This is just like my favorite thing that exists. <laughs> okay. This uh, this artist, I don't know why he doesn't have. Mo- Cody, the, you need what? to you need to watch these videos. Bobby Fingers. Okay. I, I don't oh, know. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with this, but uh, the thumbnails are interesting. Yes, I have no way to describe this to you. There's three videos so far. Watch the one about Steven Seagal. That's all I'll tell okay. you, listeners. I have okay. no affiliation with this guy. Uh, okay. I just love him. All right. All right. All right. Looking forward to that. We support uh-huh. supporting. Bye. Artists. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Behind the Bastards is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.